This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you for joining me today on Invest Talk. It is Thursday, December 20th. Next week is Christmas, as we all know. It's going to be a shortened week for the trading. And, you know, recently shortened weeks haven't helped much in the marketplace. That's for sure. They've been kind of a, a volatile on the downside. So be very careful. Next week, don't be too excited. Usually Christmas week is an up week. I can tell you historical stuff, but usually December is an up month. And this has been the worst December since 1931. So, so you can't. You can't go by what's usual this year. And we've had a pretty unusual year all together, right? Think about the FANG stocks and how everybody loved those stocks and they ran up and everybody wanted to buy them. And you know, I kept saying that they're overvalued, overvalued, overvalued. Now they've crashed. Now I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of them and thinking, gee, maybe uh, this, is, um, this might be the time to start considering them. And I am considering a couple. So the market dropped again, 300 points yesterday, and it dropped. Uh, the Dow dropped another 464 points today. So it's a sea of red everywhere for the Dow Jones 30, and the Russell 2000 is in bear market territory. The Nasdaq went to bear market territory today. That means down 20%. So, and I've told you some time ago. I don't know, what, a month ago or so, I think we're in a stealth bear market. Well, I don't think it's going to be, it's not very stealthy anymore, okay? Yeah. We are still, quote-unquote, officially not in a bear market. Not in a bear market because of the S&P 500 hasn't gone down 20%. Neither is the Dow. But it's getting closer. It's getting closer. So... Uh, what happened today? You know, the Fed yesterday announced their quarter point hike, and then they said and that, well, it looks like we're going to raise them two more times in the coming uh, year. Well, that market hates that, hates that. Now, I, to be perfectly honest, I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do it. I think that the economy is going to show more weakness, and they're going to be very hesitant about raising rates. But who, that's what they said they were going to do. They, while the federal chairman Powell said they're going to raise the rates next year, he also said, yeah, the economy is slowing down. Does that make any sense to anybody? The economy is slowing down. We're not, the economy is not that hot. And you're saying you're going to raise rates to slow down more? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Now, I understand that they want to seem to be independent from President Trump because you know, Trump has been tweeting and saying the Federal Reserve should stop raising rates. And therefore, that puts them into a bind because now they've got to act independently so they raise rates so they can say they're not subject to what his whims are. I understand all that politics crap. I'm talking from a mere... See, I'm talking from a mere... Well, I look at what drives our economy, and that's the consumer, right? We are 66% driven, our economy is driven by what the consumer does, what they spend, what they do. All right, now, 
Do you not think that the consumer is going to be affected by a, a stock market that's fallen and looking at his 401k and IRAs and it's shrinking? Of course they're going to be affected. You don't think the consumer is going to be affected by interest mortgage rates going up? Of course they're going to be affected by that. So, you know, that's going to eventually reflect in the market, in the economy. And the stock market right now is saying, we don't like what we see reflected in the economy down the road. That's what it's saying. And, you know, Fred's arguing about inflation. Okay, maybe we're going to have some inflation. Oil prices have fallen to $46 a barrel from $70 a barrel. Okay. And, that, and what, two months? That's, is that inflationary? No, that's deflationary. I don't get it. Maybe I'm looking at things wrong. We'll see. We'll see. Now, of course, today's market, what happened to the market today? The Dow was down 464, the Nasdaq down 108, and the S&P down 40. 40 points. So it's a bad day again. After many days of bad days. So what should you do? Should you keep buying? Should you step aside? Should you, what should you do? Ask me the question. I'll, I'll give you my opinion. First of all, before we take in, before I talk about too much more, let's go ahead and take a call from our listener line at 888-99-CHART. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name's Tyler. Due to the sole stock market trading thing, I'm open to learn a lot more. That's why I'm interested in your podcast, and I listen. Every time I see that you guys post a new podcast, I was wondering what would be a good book for me to read to learn, you know, trading and stocks and really learn how the market works. What's a great book for that? Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, of course, there's lots of great books, but if you're a beginner, you got to start with the beginning, okay? But there's not one book that's going to teach you everything and then you, you're done because I keep learning new stuff. You will learn stuff. This is what is frustrating and fascinating about the stock market. There's no one rule, and rules change. It's very, very fluid as to what stocks should trade at what price, trade at what price based on what earnings, based on the economic cycle and the stock market cycle that you're dealing with at the time. But so I need you to start with some beginner books, and you know, our website has books on them. They're very, we have from beginner to very experienced books. My book, of course, is Above Average Investing for the Average Investor, and that's just a, a beginner book that, you know, gives you information about the overall market and how stocks work and so on and so forth. Um, but there are a number of books on my website for you to go look at, and uh, it can tell you wait, tell you to stay away from The Intelligent Investor by Ben Graham. That's way too advanced. Okay, but there are some, in, you know, pretty easy books that are there. Um, One Up on Wall Street is a very good book for beginners. You know, I would suggest you read that one. Um, those are good. There's, there's some just really good, solid books. And for if you if you like to read, this is a really good place to start. There's a book out there called The um, Popular Delusions and uh, the Madness of Crowds. That really is not stock market specific, but it might give you an idea of what how panics happen in the stock market. Okay? Um, there's just really good books there. And I, I would start up with One Up on Wall Street or my book, uh, Above Average Investing for the Average Investor. 
Today's main talking point, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is on track for its worst December since 1931. Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen, Munchen has weighed and measured the recent destruction, and he thinks there's a simple reason. Actually, got, he actually has two reasons, but we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll look at that. Also, what the Fed's rate hike will mean for America's wavering housing market. Now, we know we had some pretty good housing numbers this week, but what the future is what we're looking at. We never Don't ever invest in a rearview mirror. You invest looking through the windshield forward. Okay, here are some stock losers to buy today because others are selling them for tax purposes. Now, these are not recommendations for me. This is an article by Michael uh, Michael Brush. But I thought it was interesting. I'd like to share that with you. And um, I wanted to get to that for U.S. firms that stopped bringing money back to the United States from offshore. Remember there was supposed to be several trillions of dollars to come back here? Well, some of it came back. How much more is left, though? What's his other? Those are the things we'll talk about. But, of course, you drive the show, not me. What do you want to talk about? You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want to invite you to join me and Justin for our next free live webinar. It'll be a week from tonight, one week from tonight, on Thursday, December 27th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Okay? Volatility can be your enemy or your friend. It comes down to making the right decisions when opportunities present themselves. That's what we're going to talk about. Talk about, that we're going to look at the year in review and look at next year, what we think is going to happen. So it's free, level, free next Thursday, 6.30. Go, you have to register and go to investtalk.com to do so. So we're going to be in a break here in just a minute. On the other side, I'm going to examine the questions of saving versus investing. What's more important and why? And of course, I'm taking your questions now at 888-99-CHART. Don't look now, but Christmas is only five days away. And New Year's, not far behind. So as we continue through the final trading days of 2018, this might be a good time to make sure your investments are performing as well as they should be. You can get a start and learn more anytime at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278, love to talk to you. What do you want to talk about? Savings, investing are both important. But they're not the same thing, are they? We can talk about that. Time to give me a call. 888-99-CHART. So all of us should, you know, actively be doing both, savings and investing. And many of us do do that, especially through our 401ks at work, if they have it, or 403Bs or 457s, or, you know, they have all those kind of numbers. Uh, or maybe you work, you're lucky enough to get a pension. Most, of, most people do not. But maybe you are. Maybe you work for a government entity. They all pr provide pensions at taxpayers' expense, so you, you know, maybe you're one of the lucky ones. Sometimes it's kind of hard to differentiate between savings and investing. Now, for consumers, the main difference has to do with what's known as investing in a, in a particular time horizon. Savings, you're just putting money in a savings account. Investing is long-term. 
So if you need the money on a short-term basis, that's savings. Okay, if you don't need the money and you, you want to make money with that money, that's investing. Now, generally, invest, investing is buying stocks, mutual funds, bonds, exchange trading funds. It's buying some kind of asset. You can also buy property. You can buy currency. But all those things are very uh, susceptible to loss. So you have to remember, you are the one are in charge of your investing. So you have to become knowledgeable. Now you can hire people like me. That, that's possible, but you're st but still the ultimate responsibility is you because it's your money. Okay, so so de dealing with developments like we're dealing with now, the stock market volatility, you have that's that's a normal situation. You're going to have to deal with volatility. Real estate goes up and down, and it's very hard to get in, very hard to get out. It's time consuming that way. You don't have instant availability to your money. Laws change, new tax laws. You know, that changed, you know, last year when Trump put in those new laws, it made a very big difference to people on the coasts because our property tax and certain things are no longer write-offable as much as they were because our property values are very high. So, you know, you got to deal with all that. And you have to keep up with it. But if you don't want to or you're having trouble or you want some help, I encourage you to reach Justin or myself at KPP Financial and call our Dana Point office you know, we'll be happy to help you. Our Dana Point office, or you go to investtalk.com and just send me an email. You know, you can call 800-557-5461. That's our number, 800-557-546. That's our direct number. It's different than the Ristler line number. And that number you can call right now to ask questions is 888-99-CHART. This is Steve Peasley, everybody. Love to talk to you. You got what you were into the show. Uh, we're, in, we're starting the show, and you know we've still got most of the show to go, so time to give me a call. The Dow was down 464 points, the NASDAQ was down 108, and the S&P down was 40. The S&P 500 was down 40, and this is just a continuation of a pretty bad week or two in the market. But will it last? No, it will not last. We're probably going to get a bounce in January. That's what my feeling is. We'll see. We'll see. But I don't know if it's about that we can use to invest. I'm not sure, sure. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Pease, and I invite you to check out our new online training experience called the Best Talk Academy. Jesse and I are, we are really love putting on those classes. You can sign up for them at investtalkacademy.com. This is Invest Talk. The KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go talk to Cherie in San Mateo. How you doing, Cherie? I'm doing good, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. I have a question regarding uh, this author uh, from uh, of, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. He yes, made uh -huh. a statement recently saying that he hopes uh, market crashes and uh, some people are lashing out on that. Do you? Can you? What are your thoughts on his uh, thinking process about market? This crashes? is a. 
Now, try to remember, he wrote uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then he wrote another book or two after that, and now he's, you know, touted as being this guru on stock market, and he's not, just so you know. Okay, yeah. but what he's talking about, what he's talking about is the best opportunity to make money is during recessions. So, during why? Because the stock market crashes before the recession. When it crashes, yeah. that's the best time to invest. Because it always recovers. It always has. The trick is, is how deep does the market go down? How far, how, how, when you describe a crash, how many points on the down does that mean? No one knows. I don't, I can't tell you where it's going to stop going down. I can tell you it will stop and it will recover. And the next recovery will probably be higher than the high that it just made this year or last year, whatever the high was. Uh, and it will keep going up because that market has, on average, goes up 10%. But what he's talking about is that opportunities lie in the market crashing. Opportunities don't lie too much when the market's really high. And if you've listened to me, Cherie, over this last year, um, I was bad-mouthing Fang stocks saying, you know, they're great companies, but they're too expensive. That If you wait for a crash, you can buy those darn Fang stocks and they'll be much, much cheaper and you'll be a lot better off. But that's what he's talking about. He's talking about opportunities that they come in crashes of the stock market. They don't. They don't come when their market is high and going higher. That's not a very good opportunity. Okay. Appreciate the call. Thank you. We're going to talk to Art Menlo Park. Wants to talk about AMAT. Hey, Ma, how are you doing? Good, Steve. How are you today? I am uh, good. I appreciate the call. Yeah, Steve. I wanted to uh, ask you about uh, AMAT. Because I'm actually already yep. in at about uh, so 37, just over 37. And the last uh, two or three okay. days has dropped like a rock. Well, I'm just wondering, uh, at this point, uh, would you stay in or, uh, I'd stay or sell in. out on, the, on this one? I would stay in. This is Applied Materials, everybody, AMAT. All the t chip stocks have been crashed. AMAT was $60 a share back in last March. Now it's $30, $30.90. Manufacturers, why? All the chip stocks are like this because of the chip cycle, the cycle of chips, and now it's on a down cycle. So I would stay in it. If it holds this $30 area, Art, you want to stay with it. If it breaks below 30 because that's where the strong support is, if it breaks below 30 then you can get out. But I have a feeling it's going to, it's gonna. if it breaks below 30, it might only go to about 29 and then bounce. You're going to get a bounce probably uh, January. If you want to get out with that bounce, that would be a good time. And I think the bounce will go back to $38 a share is what I think it will do. But I don't know if I would get out of it now. I mean, you're talking about a stock going to make $4.44 next year, and it's a $30 stock. So that's a, what, a 7 PE, 7? And sales are shrinking, and that is where everybody's fearful about those shrinking shares. But I think the economy is not going to go into recession next year. It's just going to slow down more than we hope. But I think the stock has already been beaten up so much, it's about ready to bounce. I wouldn't sell it right here, Art. I I give it a few more days, maybe a week or two, maybe, and just it's just been going try to down, be patient. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Yeah, it's down because of the chip cycles, and you know, and chip cycles follows the economic cycle kind of. So the chip, all the chip makers, look at all the chip makers. Look at the uh, MU, my, uh, uh, 
Micron Technology, all of them, they're all getting killed or gotten killed. Uh, MU was at $62, and today it's at 31 same as AMAP, right? But I think there's opportunity in these low prices. I just can't tell you how low low is. I just can't tell you that. All right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 888-99-CHART. Here's an investing term you should know. Managed futures. You ever heard of that term, managed futures? Okay, it refers to an investment where a portfolio of futures contracts is actively managed by professionals. What's a futures contract? Okay, um, let me talk, we'll talk about, okay, I'll give you an example. McDonald's, McDonald's hamburger. They have to have potatoes for french fries, don't they? So, they have to have a, they have to have a certain amount of french fries, right? A ton of of french fries. So what do they do? They buy future contracts for the delivery of french fries five years from now. Okay? And they buy those french fries at a lower rate today for five years from now. That's a futures contract. They, they spend, they'll say, okay, I'll pay you $30 a, a bushel or whatever, however it's traded. That's how, that's what futures contracts are. Buying something in the future. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, what the Fed's rate hike will mean for America's wavering housing market. As millions of Americans continue, uh, well, I'm going to talk about that today. <laughs> We're going to talk about that today. That's one of my talking points today. It's going to be impactful. That's what I think. We're going to talk about it later on. You are listening to Invest Talk, and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein invite you to join them for their next free live webinar, Thursday, December 27th, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Understand the current market environment. Develop a plan to manage the risk in your portfolio. Plus, get a special webinar preview of 2019 and learn where to expect to find investment opportunities. An all-new live webinar, December 27th, and it's free. All you have to do is register at investtalk.com. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and the lines are open. Call now, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. From time to time, Steve Peasley travels to San Jose in Northern California to meet one-on-one -on -one with listeners that understand the value of receiving a free portfolio review. Well, Listeners anywhere in the country can also get a no-cost Skype or telephone portfolio review consultation from Steve or Justin Klein by reaching out to them through investtalk.com. And now, you've got ants and investment questions. Steve is here, ready with answers. Call now, 888-99-CHART. Okay, as I said earlier, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is on track for its worst December since 1931, and you can pretty much say that about the other indexes as well. And the, the Treasury Secretary Stephen Munchen, however you want to say his name, I'm, you know, I'm terrible with names, uh, says he, he, he thinks there's two, two, two causes, two reasons why it's been so bad, in his opinion. He says the volatility has dramatically increased because 
a combination of market presence, uh, the pre high, high frequency traders, combined with the vocal, vocal, vocal rule, and what, you know the vocal rule says that banks, banks, big large banks, are not allowed to trade their own accounts since 2000, you know, because of the 2008 crash, the Dodd Gram Act changed things and the Volcker rule came out Volcker rule came out and so what does that do you have high frequency trading where the computers are trading with each other crazily fast right and have the models it's going up they sell buy sell and uh, and um, large banks with their billions upon billions of dollars are not allowed to trade their own accounts so they can't trade in the market what that does is it makes the market on one hand much more volatile with all that frequency trader and the other hand less liquid because you're keeping out a certain group of uh, very very well-heeled traders those commercial banks they can't go in and buy things that you know looks like a bargain to them the fewer traders you have in the market this is his theory by the way it's not my theory it's his theory Fewer traders in the market, the more volatile the market will be. And you already have those high frequency people, and they're very, uh, those computers are very, very fast. I have a, a, another, something that's my opinion. Maybe we got too many people with too many, in, too many uh, index ETFs. Massive amounts of people in different index ETFs that can get out instantly and get in instantly. Not just, is not, maybe that's why we're seeing more volatility. There's no cushion. And they, they vastly entered the market using these instruments. Don't know, we'll see. Let's go to Chris in Oregon. Let's talk about AT&T. How you doing, Chris? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I had a question about, uh, I don't own it, but I was interested in watching it about buying it. But it dropped uh, almost four percent today, and I kind of wanted your opinion. Maybe I shouldn't get in yet at this time. Okay, uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the news. Uh, ATT stepping up efforts to reduce costs on network towers. That came out today. Uh, uh, Verizon came out with its. Uh, Dividend increased dividends today, but why would that hurt AT and T? Talks to buy through. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know why uh, uh, forcing content customers only will hurt AT. &T. So I'm not sure why it dropped so sharply today. There is a reason, and I don't. Uh, uh, I like AT and T. By the way, we own it in one of our managed accounts because of the dividend. Uh -huh. Right now, that dividend is 7%, Chris. You know, it was holding right around $30 for it. That was strong support, and it broke below it down today to 28.65. all in one day. It was at 20, 29.80 or so today, uh, yesterday's close. Really close, 29 to $30. It was holding very, very strong there, and it broke today sharply. So, Chris, I, I think it's an opportunity. I do think I do think it's an opportunity, but you want to wait till it calms down before you step in. Okay. 
Okay, so wait maybe a day or a couple or see what happens next week. And yeah, I'd probably going. wait till next week. Yeah, I'd probably wait till next week or the weekend. Find we got to find out why it fell, and then we can make a more intelligent decision about when to get in. So I'm going to look it up tomorrow because I'm interested in myself. So I'll find out. Maybe if I remember, my brain works properly, I'll, I'll report what why it fell tomorrow. Okay? Chris, appreciate the call. That's T, AT&T, everybody. And everybody knows who they are. Huge company. You know, $208 billion. Let's go to, um, um, what's, hmm, how to pronounce that name? Mani? Manu. 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 How you doing, Manu? Uh, Steve, thanks for taking my call. I I was trying to ask you for many days, but you brought up the issue of high-frequency trading. I'm wondering uh -huh. if the funds don't have the washroom, because that is how the market is going up and down. At the same time, some stocks move in that i mean uh, same time like software stocks they move right away same time and they keep selling and they don't the bosch rule sale does not apply to the funds or why so uh -huh. well the wash rule does apply to everybody they apply the funds the high frequency traders the wash rule still applies to them don't think it doesn't it does um but they ignore it. They don't care. <laughs> you know, um, they you know they just can't take the losses or whatever because they bought it back within 30 days. But they don't care. It's all computerized trading. Um, and people are selling off. I think one of the reasons why the Fang stock sold off so sharply was because people taking profits on those Fang stocks and. It, High-frequency trading is, all it is is computers trading against computers, right? We know that. And it's really fast, and it can drive the market down more and are up more than it should, than it would normally be if there was just normal people because they're not as fast. And that's one of the concerns when uh, we got rid of those floor bro brokers. That's one of what's my concerns when we got rid of those floor brokers that were on the New York stock floor, exchange floor, everybody knows they're yelling at each other and stuff. Well, they don't longer exist. Computers do all the trading these days. Even us, we put in orders by hand, human, but it's on a computer screen. Everything's on the computers. So you, I can put an order, I can develop a machine to put in an order for me. I can develop a machine to trade for me. So I'm really concerned the volatility is because we're taking out the human element in the trades taking that out of the equation and of course they try they they have you know stops if it gets too crazy but still so i don't i don't you know i the, I, the uh, computer trading ignores the wash rule they'll pay they'll pay the taxes you know they they don't care they just they want they're very focused on profits that's it Manu, thanks for the call. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you are making the right choices with the money in your 401k. Now, we do have a math-based model to guide you in and out of the stock market. At KPP, we can monitor and advise, and then you can take action. Read about our active 401k program at investtalk.com. It's right there. We still have time for your investing questions. Give me a call at 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Made possible by KPP Financial. 
where their commitment to reason and common sense guidance can help make you a better investor. 2018 is almost over, and if you're unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio, now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Just Line for individualized guidance. Start with a no-obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Dana Point, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. Hi, Steve and Justin. I have a question regarding benefit pension plan, which is not the same as a 401k. Um, I know you suggest that 401ks should be rolled over into an IRA, but what would be the suggestion for a pension plan, which is an employer-based benefit? So if I were to roll it over, they're saying that a reduction in the benefit would take place if not taken at retirement. So if it's taken earlier, I can roll it over, but then it would take out, they're saying, above roughly 49%. And if I were to wait till retirement to take the benefit, the age of, they're saying, is 65. So what is your opinion on that? How do you know when whether to just roll it over to a 401k or just leave it where it's at? I'll be listening for the answer on your show. Thank you. Okay, pension plans are vastly different than 401ks because a pension plan is, is, is offered by a company that you work for. And, of course, a 401k also is offered by the company you work for, but it's your money that you manage in a 401k. And a pension plan is not your money. It's their money that they set aside for you in a pension plan. But the company can offer to let you... Uh, uh, offer to have you exit the pension. Some of them do that you can exit the pension plan. They'll give you a lump sum, lump sum of money here. And then you can put that in an IRA. Okay. Most pension plans don't do that. What they do is at a certain age, you get so much a month until you die. And that's the pension plan. You don't get to get cash out. That's not the way it works. So, you're kind of indicating that the, your pension plan has given you the option to opt out and take the lump sum at, any, at a certain age. And the other option would be paying you a monthly fee, a monthly you know paycheck in, in retirement. And you just have to do the math. What is a better deal? You know, getting their monthly fee of whatever $2,000 or whatever your pension benefit is, $2,000 a month, let's say, versus... $175,000 lump sum. What's better at age 65? What's better? Well, what it, you have to know, well, how healthy are you? You're going to live for a long time? The longer you live, the, the better the $2,000 a month will probably look. Okay? The shorter you live, the worse it looks. It's better to take the lump sum because now your heirs will get a big bunch, chunk of money. So you have to do the math. How much can your lump sum produce in income on a monthly basis without taking too much risk? Right? 
Now, people think, well, the pension has no risk. No, that's not quite right. The pension, if you took it $2,000 a month and you're 65 years old and you're going to live till 90, you got to hope that your company will last till 90 years old, right? There is a pension guarantee fund out there by the government, but it doesn't pay the whole pension benefit. So you got that to think about. I wish it was easy. <laughs> it is not. But you can do the math. How much is a lump sum? Versus how much they're going to give you a monthly fee. And what is better? And that math you can do fairly easy. If you need help, you can call me. I'll, I'll help you go through the math. But, you know, we need to know the figures, of course. But, you know, it's a good it's a good exercise to figure it out. Which is better? Take the lump sum if they're offering it to you or not. Okay? 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. So... The, smart, the stock market, of course, as you know, is getting brutally selling off, right? We know that. It's getting beat up pretty good. So, and a lot of us beaten up is for tax purposes, right? We know that. So, are there certain stocks and sectors that you can consider because they've been beaten up unfairly? And this is an article I found by Michael Brush. So, these are not my recommendations. But he had uh, three areas that he talked about that he felt that the market is being beaten up more than it should be, and there's going to be opportunities there. Technology, banks, and energy. Okay, those are the three areas he was talking about. Uh, in technology, he's talking about the semiconductor industry, and of course there's, a, there's an ETF for that. SOXX is the symbol. But he also liked, he mentioned NVIDIA and Micron Technology and IBM. He liked those three stocks. And he thought that those were being sold more than they should just simply because of the tax loss selling. In the banking industry, he liked regional banks over other banks. Uh, and, of course, there's an ETF for that. Uh, XLF is the financial, industry, financial select industry. But regional banks he liked. Uh, KRE is the ETF for that. KRE, regional banks. He also mentioned a specific bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, which is, you know, a commercial bank. Um, energy, you know, he didn't have a lot of, he likes Schemberger, Schemberger, Schemberger as a pick in energy. Um, energy, uh, you know, I'm, talk, I'm, talk, I'm thinking, you know, if you're looking at like ExxonMobil or Chevron, they're, you know, they're, I mean, they're, they're paying close to, Exxon is paying 4.8 in a dividend. Chevron is paying 4.3% in the dividend. And both of them are pretty reasonable prices. Do you think oil prices are going to go back up anytime soon? If you don't, you think they're still going to be weak, then you wouldn't be interested in those kind of stocks. Interesting, though. This is Invest Talk, and I'm Steve Peasley. Our Tuesday program winding down, but we still got about 10 minutes. And remember, please, we keep our Anytime Listener line open 24 hours a day around the clock so you can call anytime you want and leave your investment questions. But at the moment, and at this very moment, we're live. 888-99-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk, and KPT principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein invite you to join them for their next free live webinar, Thursday, December 27th, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Understand the current market environment. 
Develop a plan to manage the risk in your portfolio. Plus, get a special webinar preview of 2019 and learn where to expect to find investment opportunities. An all-new live webinar December 27th, and it's free. All you have to do is register at investtalk.com. Okay, you've got finance and investment questions, and the lines are open. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Cindy in San Jose. How you doing, Cindy? Good. Um, so I wanted to ask you about Facebook, as you know, already mm-hmm. a lot, and I about 5% my and I'm just wondering what I should do about it. Should I get out or should yeah. I wait for rebound? You have, you have 5% in your portfolio of, of Facebook? Yes. Okay, yes. that's a little high, but within the right in within the tolerance of not having too much, okay? Facebook, I, okay. I, my, I, I have a personal uh, bias against Facebook, and the reason being is because I don't like their how their how their business model works. Their platform where people talk to each other, and the way they make money is they make money by pushing pushing themselves on you with their while you're trying to talk to your friend. You have pop up windows and everything else. So that's how they get paid, and they also sell your data. And Facebook is in big trouble because yesterday they you know the, the, there was an article. Did you read that article yesterday, Cindy? About Facebook? Yes, I, I do about it. Yeah. yeah, so my opinion is you should get out. Should get out. Now, Facebook actually did pretty good today. It was up, you know, a fraction of, you know, 16 cents to $133.04 while everything else fell apart. I think you might get a bounce with, like, with the rest of the market, and I would I would sell that bounce and get out of Facebook. I'd rather see you get into some other one of the FANG stocks than Facebook. Facebook is not a FANG stock that I would invest in. I think their trouble's just beginning. Cindy, thanks for the call. James in the Bay Area. How you doing, James? Hey, uh, hey Steve. You have a very educational program here, so thanks. So I have Thank a you. quick question for you. So I've heard a lot about mm-hmm. this Vanguard Target uh, dated funds. Generally, people have them uh-huh. in their 401k. Is it good to yes. have them in their normal stock account or not? I'm not a big fan of those target dated fan, uh, target dated funds, everybody. And just so you know, those are you're supposed to pick your retirement date and then you buy that fund and you never let it go because it would automatically get more conservative as it gets closer and closer to your target date retirement. The reason why I'm not a big fan of them, uh, Sahim, uh, uh, James, is because they just ignore the reality. If they the way they get more conservative is they buy bonds and bond funds, and you know it may be just the absolute bad time to buy the bond funds because interest rates are rising. So if your target date was like it's like 2022, you have a lot more bonds, and you really shouldn't be in bonds because the value of the bond funds are going to go down if interest rates go up. But they automatically do that. That's one of the reasons why I'm not a big fan of target dated funds. So, no, I, I don't think you should be in target-dated fan, funds. I think that the mutual fund industry loves target-dated funds because you buy it and forget it, and they get to hold on to your money forever, and they push it. So I'm, I'm just not a big fan of them. Not that they're wrong. It's just I don't think they're a good method to invest. James, thanks for the call. 
Sahim in San Jose. How are you doing, Sahim? Hi, Steve. Thank you for your show. Um, in Thank the previous you. episode, you had mentioned about uh, volume, about volume being an indicator of uh, yes. when you hit a bottom. Can um, you elaborate on exactly. that? I was looking at it today. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, my question was um, when you say uh, because there is all the volume, is, is the volume always going to be consistent? Because uh, whenever you are, whenever there's a sale, there's always a buyer on the other side. So I didn't understand. Okay. The uh, of volume there. Okay, that's a good question. No, you're you're thinking incorrectly. Okay. Yes, there's always a buyer on the other side. That is true. So when you buy a stock, there's always a seller, and there's always a seller. Buyer, seller, buyer, seller. But how many sells and buys in a day is volume. Okay, so there could be a lot more sellers and a lot more buyers and the market's going down and the sellers are pushing more and more stocks and the buyers are disappearing so the sellers have to lower their price and there's a lot more selling and buying going on. That's volume. But there's always a buyer for a seller and always a seller for a buyer. It depends on what price. So I am thanks for the call. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program, everybody. And I thank you for your support and all your questions. Have a nice evening, and I'll be back tomorrow, I promise. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.